Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Ronkel and the Mayor. Doing pretty good here. It's going to be hot coming up uh, this weekend and next week, uh, which is nice because uh, finally the Sherritt Square painting is here. So uh, as of uh, basically later on tonight, the intersection will be closed a couple blocks from my house, and uh, they will pressure wash it tonight and paint tomorrow and paint Sunday if they have to, but usually they finish it up on Saturday and then they, um, there's like a potluck. Um, they do some impromptu, um, like a talent show, although there's a real talent show in July in the same intersection. Um, but there's sort of basically a party afterwards. Um, so yeah, we're finally here. It actually rained last night, and uh, it's supposed to rain a little bit today. So, of course, I'm doing the juggle with the patio furniture and stuff. Uh, yeah, but no complaints there. I like sitting outside when, when the weather's nice. So, uh, walks have been going great. Uh, finally getting uh, consistently doing my three miles after being sick, traveling. Uh, had a little had, a, had some pain that I had to kind of work through. So feel like I'm back at full strength. My core is definitely stronger. I can feel it when I'm going uphill. Um, you know, I didn't walk when I was in Iceland uh, and the Faroe Islands. Basically, I mean, I walked, but not for exercise for, you know, just about three weeks. And then came home, tried to get it going again, got sick. Um, yeah, I also got another uh, new pair of shoes yesterday for walking. Um, I go through probably two to three pairs a year now. Um, mainly just the, the tread on the bottom, the shoes themselves hold up just fine, but I start wearing through them and I can, you start feeling like a little bit of, um, I feel annoyed or a little agitated and I realize, oh, the, my dang shoes are done. Like I'm not getting the bounce back from the cushioning from them. So I'm terrible at, at realizing that I just look down at them and like, oh, they look fine. And then I realize you now when I'm walking, like, oh, yeah, my foot's been hurting for a week. And it's like, oh, cause my shoes now suck. So, uh, so pro tip, if you're going to be walking, make sure you have comfortable shoes. And, uh, if you can afford it, um, I mean, shoes aren't cheap. Um, uh, make sure you have one dedicated to just for walking, which is what I do. Um, I, tr I try my best to remind myself to change out of my shoes that are for walking, which has actually extended the life a little bit. Initially, I was wearing sort of my walking shoes. It's also my just my everyday shoes. And so they're putting on, you know, 20 plus miles a week of walking, then all my regular use. Um, so warm out a little bit more. Also, the shoes have been lasting a little bit longer as a, you know, initially I lost weight and got in better shape and my feet shrunk. I mean, I'm down to like a nine and a half, 10 now. And I was wearing like a 10 and a half to 11. So, um, yeah, I never thought these transformations would happen. Um, but they have, so, uh, new pair of shoes, give them a little test run yesterday. They're pretty nice. They are not waterproof. Um, but I couldn't pass up. They were $75 off. Um, so I got them for $39 or $34. Um, so pretty good deal. And, uh, I'll probably just wear them through the summer into the fall and preserve my, my waterproof ones. Um, I usually just shop at Columbia cause they constantly have these sales. Uh, and I pretty much need waterproof shoes for about nine months of the year here in Portland. There's just too much, 
Um, I don't like wet feet. No one does. So I just, uh, yeah, I try to find waterproof shoes or I spray them. I have some waterproof spray, but you know, it kills basically you and the environment for using it. Um, so yeah, uh, walking's been going pretty well, although I did have a close call, um, an unexpected one. Uh, you know, I'm not looking for trouble here or anything, but I was coming to the corner of 13th and Tacoma here in Selwood, right in front of the Key Bank building, actually, and the walk signal goes on. So I start walking, and this guy and his buddy in a Nissan Pathfinder, they drove right in front of me. Uh, I mean, just, I mean... I could have kissed the thing, but I didn't. I punched the car as they drove by. Uh, both guys looked back at me, frightened and you know, stunned. I thought they didn't even see me. I mean, they must have assumed that they hit me. Well, they just kept going. So, uh, but it was very close. I I've had close calls, but I, I feel like I usually see it coming, and I can kind of anticipate like, geez, this person's gonna. I don't know, I'll stop or. Uh, I'll make eye contact or something, but these guys, I mean, they were just sitting there at the intersection waiting for a green light. I figured they'd miss their chance to go straight um, because you can make a right turn in Oregon at a red light. And so, yeah, I, I don't know what, what was going through their head. Um, but that was my, my close call. So yay exercise. Uh, it's fun and it can be dangerous. So, yeah, um, with all this nice weather that's been happening, basically my wildflower patch has gone bananas. Um, there are dozens of birds and hundreds of bees living there. Um, I'm looking out the window at it right now. I've also added to it the sunflowers are starting to come up, and I sprinkled some more seed packets uh, this week. And luckily it rains, so it keeps the ground nice and wet, so they'll probably um, start growing. Uh, speaking of growing, my tomatoes are going bonkers. They are growing very fast. Um, I've already clipped a couple of the lower branches off, which are just going to go to waste anyway. Um, and pulling them up through their cages. Um, yeah, that I would say compared to last year, my tomatoes are are far and away better, uh, bigger and stronger. It's, it's pretty impressive. I mean, I, I'm pretty good at, at growing, at growing tomatoes. I've been doing it for a while, but, um, this was, uh, it blew my mind. So, uh, on that note, the, uh, the apple tree, uh, the Liberty apple is also, uh, after a nice pruning and getting rid of bugs all, all winter, uh, I use this orange copper spray. It's an organic spray. Actually, my dad gave it to me. He has several fruit trees and, uh, I've been spraying it monthly and hopefully this year we'll eliminate even more bugs. Um, cause I like to use the apples to make pies and, uh, goodies with in the fall. So, I need those babies. Um, basically, everything is looking really alive here and really healthy because it's uh, spring in Portland. Uh, you know, lots of moisture, good sun, not too hot. Uh, we are going to get into the 90s this week, um, which is a little above normal, but, um, you know, it's June. So, yeah, it's time. Um, but like I've said before, it gets a little hot here in Portland for too long and people just wilt, um, basically the entire Northwest from Eugene on up into Seattle, 
um, extended periods of 95 plus just crush this place. It's just not built for it. Uh, and it's, it's no fun. So, um, yeah, summer's coming. If you got AC, turn it on. If you don't get some. So that's the neighborhood news here in, uh, Selwood, Portland. Uh, let's do our awkward transition over into conspiracy stuff. So, uh, last couple episodes, we've been talking about Q, and I was a troll warrior, and basically I'm just blocking uh, crazy people all the time. Uh, I've never read more, uh, more comments from people who claim they either know an alien or have a focused energy beam wrecking their inner eardrums. It's it's bizarre. that I mean, talk about delusions of grandeur, um, how unimportant must you feel or insignificant that you would resort to making up or falling in line with some sort of weird conspiracy. So today we'll talk a little bit about the deep state. It's the new thing. Q just keeps bringing it up now, uh, the Q people. Uh, so it's the pivot because the the conspiracy didn't work out. They haven't arrested everybody. Um, there's actually a man online, one of the big QAnon people, who says, well, of course they haven't arrested everybody, but they've all pled guilty. They've signed guilty agreements, whatever a guilty agreement is, and now they're helping with the investigation to bring down the pedophile ring and all of the deep state people. And this includes Obama and Hillary. And as that, well, Obama was in Toronto the other night for an NBA finals game. So I'm pretty sure they don't let you travel internationally as a co-conspirator in a massive child pedophile ring and the coup of the American government. So I might be wrong on that though. Um, I'm not, you know, I've been in school for, uh, you know, 20 years now. So uh, who knows, who knows? Deep state, baby. So the deep state, for those of you who don't know, is basically the remnants of mainly the Obama administration, but basically everyone before Trump has embedded federal employees and officials in key areas at all levels to keep dictating policy for Obama or past administrations. Uh, part of what Q and Trump claim is this is why they want to drain the swamp. Um, and I knew people talked about this, and I know Trump uh, peddles this crap but I turned on uh, some, I read something, so I turned on Fox News, and basically Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram, who primetime hosts, basically peddle the deep state news as well. Um, and they, tout, they tote the line uh, that Trump does, where uh, basically, if it's not favorable, it's fake news. If it doesn't work out, it's because deep state operatives uh, have thwarted their attempts at governing again. It's just, I just think, well, you control the Senate, the Supreme Court, and the presidency, and you so you get to appoint everyone. So somehow, these small band of deep state commandos are able to hold up the entire United States government, go unnamed, and stay in these key positions just to carry out the bidding of past presidents. Now, it sounds awesome, and it would be a really cool movie, but um, other than maybe a couple of career assholes that don't really do a good job, the, the federal government can't keep secrets. It's not a, it's not one entity. I, you know, you hear people complain about deep state and they're like the big, the government, the big government. And it's like, well, there's a lot of moving pieces to the government and there's a lot of normal people that just have a federal job. Uh, they're federal employees. They may work on bridges or drive trucks or, 
uh, you know, be part of FEMA. Uh, who knows? Uh, they could work in the prison system. There are a lot of federal jobs out there. That's why it's the number one employer in the country, uh, slightly ahead of Walmart. So um, Deep State is just sort of a, the latest. I've, and I actually have a sweatshirt that says Deep State on it. I got it from the Samantha Bee show. Uh, so sometimes when I'm threatened online, I just, I have a picture ready and I just send it to them and I tell them I'm a deep state operative or a deep state graduate. And, uh, the funny thing is most of the people that I say this to, they call BS. They say, you're not, you're not a deep state operative. And it's like, well, wait a minute. There's this grandiose, far reaching conspiracy. And you've started talking to me and threatening me. And I tell you, actually, I'm with the deep state. And they said, no, you're not. And so they, they don't believe me, but they believe just in general that this is happening. So sometimes I just use, basically, I'm a conspiracy wizard. I know more about conspiracy than anyone ever because I used to do this for fun. I used to just read all this stuff for fun. I didn't, you know, like I said, now it's real. These people are real and they're trying to destroy the democracy with their freaking nightmares. So, um, so I just use their own words against them. Uh, if if the latest thing is focused energy beams, I use that. If it's uh, Obama's got a pedophile ring in the basement of a pizza parlor in New Jersey, which totally makes sense. That's where I would have one, too. Um, then, you know, you use that against them. It, it, there's not a lot of logic involved here. And uh, but. I uh, I needed to back off. Like I said, you know, I realized, like, what am I doing? These people are not. um going to change their minds and so I've just basically blocked and muted a lot of that out but I did think it was a very interesting another pivot by these people um, you know the arrests haven't come the indictments uh, the unsealed documents which show Trump and Mueller working together just all this all this garbage that is not real um, is part of deep state so it's kind of fun. I kind of like being part of Deep State. Um, I, I have a graduate degree from uh, Deep State University. And uh, basically, it doesn't qual qualify me for anything except for uh, trolling losers on the internet and uh, doing this totally awesome podcast with dozens of listeners. All right. That was Conspiracy for this week, um, for this episode. Um I uh, have a couple of things in the pipeline that I wanted to talk about um, on some future shows. So now let's do our awesome transition to the most important topic on the planet, IndyCar. So this weekend was the duel in Detroit. Uh, my man, Joseph Newgarden, won race one, and Scott Dixon, the Iceman, won race two on Sunday. Uh Saturday's race was kind of washed out a little bit, so they went to a timed race, although it was probably unnecessary because they were going to finish on CNBC, and I guess they did, but I watch on the app, so you don't have to change. There's no changeover in channel, which is something that I feel like IndyCar should promote. They're telling you on television, oh, you're going to have to switch over to CNBC, and I'm thinking, how many people have uh, YouTube TV or PlayStation View like I do where... Um, you can also use the apps, your, your, uh, your name gets you in your account. I'm sorry. Your account gets you access to the apps that are relevant to the networks you have access to. So, uh, if you want extended content or like, um, ESPN, I have ESPN plus that's not really available on, on there, but it's, it is on the app. Uh, not on the regular TV streaming, uh, but on the app it is. So that's how I watch most of the races. And I noticed 
Um, this weekend, there were again some technical difficulties, but it, there was lightning and rain. Um, but when they would cut away for commercial, they go side by side a lot. And IndyCar sold a lot more ads this year, so there's more commercials. People are pissed about it. But what I noticed is I, um, I didn't have commercials. They would cut away for a commercial, and it would just be the car sound and sounds of the track for three, four, five minutes, uh, you know, and then it would come, then the, the crew would come back on and be like, oh, welcome back to Detroit. And I thought, oh, this is so interesting. So there was like a glitch. Now, I know that people subscribe to IndyCar Gold, which should be uh, commercial free or always, I guess, always side-by-side -side viewing. And side-by-side -side is something that IndyCar actually uh, championed back in the day because uh, car racing, it sucks. You cut away for a commercial and that's when something epic happens or the best move of the race or or the worst crash you know whatever so you miss action so indycar started doing this side by side thing where they would run the ad but the uh, race would still be uh, on the right side of the screen silent so you could hear the ad of course because you need to buy some more pills or whatever product they're advertising so it was pretty cool now you see it everywhere fox uh, famously did it last year uh, or in the last world cup um, because there's no commercials in soccer. Um, there's, you know, they have a little scroll at the top of the screen. So, uh, I just kind of lucked out. So a lot of people had problems with race one. It was a 75 minute timed race. New garden held on and, and beat Rossi, which is actually, that's the real contest. You want to see Rossi and new garden go at each other. They're both like 27 years old. One guy came up through the ranks. The other dude went over to Europe and raced and now is back. Uh, so uh, they're on opposite teams, Penske and Andretti. They drive different engines. Um, so uh, I'm sorry, they don't drive different engines. Um, I'm sorry, they do. <laughs> Andretti has changed engines back and forth a couple times. They're, they're Honda and Newgarden is Chevy. So you get all of the competition uh, back and forth that IndyCar has to offer. And uh, it's not a bad thing. So race two uh, was was even better. Uh, the weather was perfect. Um, no, you know, no issues with sound. The the TV. I think people lost some image for a little bit, but that's because there's helicopters trying to keep the the signal going. They have to fly around the track. Um, and I think that something just got screwed up there. But race two was awesome. Um, I, you know, there was, there was a lot of passing, uh, a lot of carnage, basically. I mean, the street race in Detroit and people are just exhausted and, uh, you know, it's not, not over. Um, after, after Detroit, they now have a race tomorrow night in Texas, the DXC 600, um, which is, I, I'm not a big fan of the Texas race, but I'll watch it. Actually, there's qualifying later today on TV. Um, but back to uh, Detroit real quick. The TV numbers were slightly up for the rain-delayed race compared to last year, but slightly down for the nice race. But overall, um, they use this thing uh, for total total audience. And, uh, and t so the total audience for each race was over a million, which is sort of a magic number. Uh, Nielsen ratings are not used quite like they were anymore. So now, um, now you want the total audience number, um, and basically our total audience breakdown, I think is what it might be uh, called. And that takes in the numbers from streaming, um, 
in you know, individual streams, uh, people uh, seeking content, people watching on TV, um, and it gives you the total audience. So IndyCar is starting to meet that magic number of a million people. Now, you want a one rating, and they were close. It was like 0.8 and 0.9 or 0.7 and 0.9 or flip-flopping those. Um, but essentially, uh, the million people mark is what most of these people, uh, most um TV producers are looking for now, uh, or marketing people, you know, this is where the revenue starts coming in. So if IndyCar can keep hitting these spots, it's a big deal. Now th that was on NBC. So this week's race is back on cable on NBC SN. Uh, but it is a night race and IndyCar doesn't do too many night races. This, in fact, this is the only one right now. Uh, so it's pretty cool. It's a high, a high bank oval, um, and it's the cars go really fast. Uh, in fact, many years back when Champ Car was running there, uh, they actually didn't hold the race. The drivers refused to take the field because the banking was still, I think, a 17-degree embankment. And they were going to reach speeds that were probably going to lift the cars off the ground and, you know, put, you know people were going to die. So they canceled that race. Um, since then, IndyCar has done some interesting things. Um, there's always the fear that the cars will become airborne in a wreck because uh, they are so aerodynamic. They are light and strong. So IndyCar did an interesting thing. They actually drilled a golf ball size hole in the floor of the car Um and that created, that altered the aerodynamics. So when the car would ride up the back of a tire or get into the air in some sort of wreck, because of that hole that, that eliminated the, the arrow and the car would just, well, it, it would want to stay on the ground more. So uh, that was just another interesting little safety feature there, probably because of Texas and some of these other crashes. Um, you know, you're reaching speeds over 200 miles an hour. Um, and there's only so much carbon fiber they can strap around you to keep you safe. So DXC 600 is coming and, uh, yeah, there's also, so along those lines, there's more sponsor news and I didn't even get this all in. Um, but racer magazine said during the month of May, they had more online traffic, uh, individual impressions, downloads, and, uh, 1 million original ISP addresses. So, uh, racer, uh, is like the official magazine for IndyCar, but they, uh, they cover a lot of auto sports, um, and they do a lot of coverage for Indy. Um, and so this was their biggest month ever by far. So the coverage is, the coverage is working on NBC. I think it's drawing more eyeballs and, uh, there's more, there's more content, there's better content, and there's more relevant content all the time uh, from IndyCar. And I think it also helps that IndyCar's app is finally a good app and website. Uh, for too long, I thought it was just sort of subpar. It's like something you would do in like a high school class or something. Um, so all this is good news. So uh, speaking of good news, so that was great for uh, race her racer magazine, but guess energy G E S S, um, has expanded a partnership with Andretti and we'll have one of their subsidiaries on Rossi's car. Capstone turbines, uh, will be on Alexander Rossi's car this week. And the guests people will still be on Colton Herta's car. Um, so they are getting more involved in IndyCar and basically their wind and natural gas and biofuel. Um, so, uh, 
you know, big company, one of those things that, you know, I guess we need to pivot to uh, globally anyway. Um, so that was a good one. Uh, there was, uh, I don't know if people saw this, but at the Indy 500, uh, the Aero cars had DeFi, D-E-F-I, or F-Y, on their cars. That's an energy drink that is loaded with CBD. Uh, and CBD is the non-psychoactive component in marijuana. Um, and it looks like it really helps uh, with aches, pains, uh, killing cancer cells, basically everything. Uh, it's good for a lot of ailments. And so Terrell Davis, the former uh, Denver Bronco, it's his company. And uh, the relationship is moving forward. They are now a sponsor um, within IMS. You can buy the energy drink and they'll be on the aero cars with Marcus Erickson and James Hinchcliffe. So um, good to see that. Kind of a cool one. There's been there have been energy drinks in the past, but this is a, an interesting one. Also, Crown Royal now has a bigger presence at IMS. Um, they had signage up, and they named one of the buildings after them. Um, this is all per the Indy Star. Um, also, Big Machine Vodka replaced Fuzzy's Vodka um, as the official uh, vodka of IndyCar. And uh, there were, people start, started seeing AT&T signage, and it turns out... Um, that is because AT&T has uh, started to sign some deals with IndyCar, and there are hopes that they'll become the new mobile provider of IndyCar. So the NTT IndyCar series presented by AT&T would be weird, but uh, it looks like the rumors are real and there's some sort of deal coming, um, which, is, which is great. Another A-list company that wants to be associated with IndyCar. Um, Let's see. So uh, Sirius XM is the sponsor of IndyCar, and their former head, their former president of Sirius, is actually part owner of MSR Racing. And so their sponsorship is on Jack Harvey's car. He's got a lot of uh, Sirius uh, XM AutoNation sponsorship. And they want to up their investment in MSR and, and Jack Harvey. They like Jack Harvey. So they did six races last year. They're doing 10 races this year, including they did the first six. And they'll be here in Portland, which is important. Uh, so next year, it looks like they're going to expand, hopefully to full season, which is 17 races. Although in the offseason, they may add a race. So we may be looking at 18. But... That's great news. That means that funding has come in and that the uh, the numbers make sense. Um, and it, I like MSR. It was Michael Shank Racing. Uh, they, uh, they did their baby steps. He was doing just the Indy 500. He bought a couple of chassis, uh, did a few races here and there. Finally started uh, up in the ante, got a, got a driver and a major sponsor, and here they are. Um, it's going to be great. Uh, they're a pretty good team in uh, sports car racing and uh, just uh, another good, strong team to have. And Jack Harvey is a, is a really good driver. He's an English dude. Um, so uh, continuing the sponsor talk, A-Beam Consulting, an IT uh, business management company, will be the primary sponsor for uh, Takuma Sato at Texas, um, so tomorrow, and the finale at WeatherTech Raceway, Raceway in Monterey, California. Uh, and continuing with Ray Hall Letterman News, uh, which who Sato drives for, Graham Ray Hall will have a throwback livery and primary sponsor of Gell, 
or gel. I'm not sure how you say it, but it'll look like his dad's old uh, Miller uh, genuine draft and Miller light cars from the early nineties. Um, I actually thought it looked like a Duracell battery. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. What do I know? So lots of little sponsor tidbits coming out. And, um, like I keep saying, I think this points to the traction that IndyCar has. Um, these companies aren't cutting these checks because IndyCar is cool. Um, I mean, some of them are, but most of these people want to entertain their fat cats and their investors at races. Um, and as the TV numbers go up, that's where that million number is real important. That means that there's enough eyeballs to make the ret- the ROI, the return on investment work. So um, I'm not sure what those numbers are. I just, uh, I couldn't even, I didn't even do all the sponsors that uh, I read about. So there are lots of uh, medium and small companies that are trying to get involved. And this is actually the time of year in IndyCar. After the Indy 500, some of the prices drop on some of the medium and smaller teams cars and you can get a logo on there for fairly cheap now that's changed in recent years but um some of these back marker teams are looking for a check and so you know people have gotten some bizarre companies that you've never heard of ever again on some of the cars so um yeah pretty good i'm pretty excited about it so uh, uh one more little thing here mclaren announces that they will do indycar but it will be indie only so uh probably a mistake they probably need to do um be there all month even though there's a road road race and a oval race if, just for the team the driver's not the issue it's the rest of the team needs to be up to speed so uh, Texas 600 on Saturday night. It's the DXC 600. So, yeah, looks like we're going to wrap this baby up. Thanks for listening. Uh, Hana is there napping hard. She's winning a gold medal in napping right now. You can check me out on Twitter, at Ronkel. That's for all the straight dope and correctness. Uh, so, everybody, be safe out there. And remember, I am the enemy. I am the antidote. Watch me closely. I will stand up now.